Hello everyone and thank you for joining for another episode of the SEO Mindset Podcast where your hosts are myself, Sarah McDowell and the wonderful Tasman Sullivan. Um, so this week we've got a stellar guest lined up for you. Unfortunately we don't have Tasman um, but we have a guest joining instead and before I get into our guest and this week's topic, I just want to remind you about the ways that you can support the podcast. So if you enjoy what me and Tasmin are doing with this podcast, I'm going to run through two quick ways that you can support us. We are set up on Buy Me A Coffee, so you can give us a one-off donation and we'd be very much appreciative of that. So if you fancy doing that and giving us a donation, follow the link in the show notes. And another ask is please do share our podcasts and episodes with your friends, family, loved ones, pets, anyone and everyone. Help us get the word out there. Now, okay, time to talk about this week's guest and talk about this week's topic. So I have the wonderful Loretta Milan and they are the founder of Origineurs and Loretta is an award-winning communication expert who has been helping people stand out and succeed for over 20 years, including leaders of big global brands, entrepreneurs and change makers. And I have Loretta on the podcast today to talk about a very important topic, a topic that I relate to so much. So I'm going to get so much from this conversation and that is how to handle difficult conversations. So let's welcome Loretta to the podcast. Hello, Loretta. Hello. How are we doing? We're doing good today. Yeah, yeah, good, good. We're recording on, well, it's sort of like late afternoon, aren't we? Early evening. We are, yes. Yeah. How's how's your day been? It's been very good. I've been uh, recording myself all day today, uh, having lots of conversations about communication, which is my favorite topic. Well, I mean, it's a good job. It's a good job, isn't it, with uh, the sort of things that you do. Um, so this this week's topic and what you're here to talk about on the podcast about is so important because, yeah, we, difficult conversations, they're hard to avoid, but so important to know how to handle them because we have to have them ultimately don't we so yeah I appreciate you coming on the uh, podcast to talk about this you're welcome I hope we're gonna have an easy conversation about (laughs) difficult conversations today (laughs) yes I'm sure I'm sure it will be I'm sure there'll be no difficulty between me and yourself um so yeah so as I said just just a minute ago so difficult conversations are hard to avoid in everyday life and especially in SEO, search engine optimization. So a lot of um, our listeners and the industry that they work in. Um, So I thought sort of a good place to start would be talking about some examples and sort of um, having a conversation with yourself about how you'd deal with them or sort of like, yeah, um, starting there. Does that sound like a a good plan? That sounds like a plan. I think working with real examples is probably the most helpful. Yeah, definitely. Like get straight into it with some examples. And yeah, and then also what would be quite good as well is is we're sort of um, giving some examples and we've got a few to get through. It will get mm. our listeners thinking of other scenarios that the strategies and things that we talk about can help out as well. So I think it'd be really helpful. Um, okay, so... 
I'm going to run through a common ex- uh, common situation that I have found myself in and I'm sure a lot of my listeners and our listeners would have as well. Um, so things go wrong. Yeah. They do, unfortunately, from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> things go wrong. And um, sometimes when things go wrong, uh, they are out of your control. But unfortunately, there are times when something goes wrong and it is your fault. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. hard to admit that. But it happens. It happens. We're all human at the, the end of the day. We're not all AI yet, are we? <laughs> AI makes mistakes too. <laughs> it does. It and does. it admits to it quite freely when it does as well, which is quite funny. Mm. <laughs> uh, so an example here is, um, for example, accidentally setting a whole website to no index um, deleting a website page when you're working on it um, with no backup to restore it. So lots of examples here that human error that happen, but what, once it's gone wrong, you can't unfortunately just hide. You have to come clean and you have to talk to, if you're in-house, a boss or like someone above you. If you're agency side, you'll have to talk about it with your client so there's example number one so yeah let's chat let's chat through that one first okay so it's your fault I mean there's two scenarios here you've picked up on it and you're owning up to it it can also happen that something's your fault and um, the person that you're accountable to has found out about it and has come to talk to you about it but in either of those situations the most important first step is to listen to their response because they're going to have some form of reaction. Hopefully you've got your nice person who's going to be really understanding, um, but we're not all fortunate enough to get that. Um, If the person is venting um, and really angry, it's very uncomfortable to listen to, but the most important thing is to actually let them get that venting out of their system because while they need to vent, um, whether it's mildly or loudly, they're not going to be in the mode to listen to what you've got to say next. Um, the problem is that if they don't stop venting, so if they start to go around in circles, try to reach a point where you thank them um, for what they've got to say, even if it hasn't been very pleasant and you've managed to bite your tongue all the way through that part. Um, and then demonstrate that you've heard what they've had to say. And the best way of doing that is recapping some of their key points um, in their own words. So try to use the words that they've used, not your kind of version of it. That will help them feel heard and appreciated in that situation and will help to kind of dampen some of the emotions from the situation. And it will bring it back to kind of a logical situation. Once you're at that point, then you can apologize for what's happened and apologize really sincerely sound like I'm really sorry that this has happened I feel really bad about it or whatever you want to say the next step is to give a reason for what happened to show that you understand what went wrong you know there's nothing more infuriating than someone making a mistake and not knowing how that it happened because there's a risk that that mistake can happen again and the final step yeah is the most important one and that's a remedy what are you going to do about it? There's nothing worse than when someone makes a mistake and you hear them on the telly just going, um, oh, lessons have been learned. (laughs) How infuriating is that? Because have they really been learned? You need kind of really practical steps. Well, next time what we're going to do is, okay, if you said 
there was no backup. We're going to make sure we have a procedure in place to make sure we're checking that there is a backup or that um, someone is accountable to someone else to make sure we're not deleting pages without checking with someone else first um, to avoid this happening another time. Lovely. So I want to sort of pick out, because as you were talking through the steps and explaining them, um, yeah, the steps. So there seems to be clear steps to follow. So mm-hmm. first step is let the person vent, let them get yeah, it out listen. of your system. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to be easy, but listen. Mm-hmm. Um, empathize. So um, understand sort of mirror their language as well because they want to be heard then you need to apologize because Mm -hmm. I suppose with you apologizing you're also taking accountability as well that's right yeah Yeah. if it's your fault yeah yeah um and then there is your rather than just saying lessons have been learned what is the remedy what is the solution that you're yeah the reason first and then oh sorry absolutely yes and then remedy lovely Mm -hmm. so um those yeah easy steps there to so it works sometimes a person will get themselves in circles they go over their anger again um so what you can do is be what's called a record what i call a broken record player you go around in a loop so as i said i'm really sorry um i've explained why it's happened and you move them back to the remedy again okay because the, the more time you can spend on remedy the more time you're spending on moving it forward, which is much more constructive and a much nicer place to be. Um, Amazing. Keep them in that place as much as you can. Amazing. Right. Lovely. Okay. Are we ready to move on to a next example? And next... Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So this happens a lot as well. So um, when something has changed and it negatively affects you. So for example, let's talk about Google. It can't be an SEO podcast without talking about them. So Google is always changing up how it does stuff. It's always changing its algorithms. It's testing different things. And yeah, and unfortunately, sometimes when these big changes happen in Google, it can have a negative impact on your website so it can affect traffic and rankings obviously it can positively affect but there's times when it does negatively affect so unfortunately it's not necessary it's not necessarily your fault or it's a bit out of your control but there's still um something that's happened because at the end of the day um as an seo what you're sort of going to be looking at is traffic and website and how you've helped with CTR and conversions and all of that stuff um so when things happen outside of your control you still need to address it so what would you suggest in that kind of scenario so when this happens um does typically the client know about it first or would you know about it first I mean either or either or so for example um hopefully fingers crossed you know it first okay yeah but there has been times, I'm just thinking agency side, um, or even like if you if you work brand, um, someone will bring your attention to it because they've checked rankings or they've tracked traffic or something has alerted them that something's gone wrong. Right, okay. And um, when, when sort of Google and some of these platforms are making changes, 
do they alert you to these changes or is it you find out about it when there's um, been a change in performance and then you go to investigate what's happened? I mean, um, so Google is usually good and it will sort of notify the sort of SEO industry and we have um, someone who works closely with um like he's the go-between between um seos and google called john Mueller, who will try and keep people updated and answer questions and stuff um but i read some like i read a stat that google's changing its algorithms and changing stuff like two thousand times a day um so there's little changes that happen frequently but then there's the bigger core updates so with the bigger core updates where it's planned and things are happening um you usually get notified okay so this is an example of where you can work maybe more proactively with clients ideally so I think the top thing is to begin with research um to almost be um use your position as an expert as an SEO to kind of look at um, what you're anticipating the impact to be, come armed with facts from what typically has been the impact in the past, what you see the impact possibly being in the future, any insights that you can get from other experts, um, contacts at Google, etc., and come armed with as much evidence as you can and your interpretation on that. Um, and use that to come to your client or your boss in a really professional way. Um, and then you can explain your analysis um, in a really succinct way. Then when you've, if you've done your research and you've come prepared. Um, I always think clients like you to come to them armed with solutions. Mm-hmm. But there's a danger in just coming armed with fully formed solutions in that you then you're not collaborating with your client or your boss. Um, because if you come to them with if you come to them explaining what the problem is and say that you're going to work with them on the solution, then they've got a chance to be involved in how they see the way forward. So if you can explain to them that what I'm going to talk to you about today is um, some changes that have occurred in Google and some ideas that we've got as to ways forward, but we'd like to discuss them with you before we implement them to make sure you're happy with the changes we're going to make first, then you will be collaborating with them to make sure they're happy and on board with what you're going to do. That helps to protect you later from the potential consequences of making decisions that they're not happy with later. Mm, okay. Um, and the benefits of collab- so collaboration is almost a kind of communication process, not just a way of working. Um, it's a way of um, getting people on board, getting them to think with you and building trust with them. So if you then have to have difficult conversations with them later, there's context um, they've been part of the earlier conversation. So they have some accountability in the next conversation that you have. It's not all your fault the next time, if you know what I mean. So I think if you can come and come as a professional, come um, talk them through the problem and the ideas that you've got and work with them on a solution in the conversation, 
and indicate what you think the potential outcomes and then um, performance will then be, that will be a much more positive, collaborative conversation that you can end up with. And I think the key thing then is to keep them updated. So if there are any unknowns, be open about it. Say, I don't know what will happen, but we will know in two weeks. And then keep up with your promise to update them in two weeks. It's like when you're on a train from London to Northampton and it's delayed and you don't know what's happening that's when you get more infuriated but if the train driver says um there's a delay there's a train for uh, there's a tree that's fallen on the line in the storm like it's ha- happened uh, recently um but we're expecting an update in half an hour and he comes back online in half an hour and lets you know we've removed half the tree we're expecting um it to be cleared in the next 45 minutes i'll update you then you feel better being updated on the progress than if you're left hanging um so on those performance things where there are elements of the unknown I think that really professional well-researched collaborative approach with good honest um regular communication is a great way of handling those difficult conversations because I don't think that is just one conversation it's like a series of conversations over time where you're trying to really build trust A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And unfortunately, when you do work in SEO, um, there is a lot of unknowns, like things happen all the time. And it's not, um, it's not just Google and search engines, but sometimes you work in a big team where lots of changes are happening to a website that you don't always Mm. know that are going to have an impact and stuff. So I suppose the thing is, is it's all about transparency. It's all about Mm. being honest, keeping your client, your boss, whoever you need to updated, show them that you're on it and Mm. yeah, and that you're giving them updates. You're giving them updates on progress and what have you. Um, right, time time is running away, but I want to squeeze two more quick examples in before we okay. um, go to a short break. Uh, so let's talk about this example. So if you have to raise a complaint or issue, yeah? So let's say, for example, you work in-house or agency side and you need to make a complaint about an employee, boss, a client, maybe you don't agree with something, basically you need to raise something that you're not happy with. Okay, yeah, so complaints can be a really um, difficult situation because something's reached a really bad point and this can often happen when um, something has been left um, a long time and it's reached a point where you are very unhappy and sometimes you can be feeling quite emotional angry and you've got to be aware of how you're feeling um, the, the trick here is to keep the, the conversation focused on a single issue um, because if you go to your boss complaining about multiple issues with a particular person or a particular situation it, you will be sort of labelled as being a moaner, um, complaining about everything. And also, it also makes it very difficult for that person to focus on what they can do about it. So although you might have lots of different issues, what is the most important thing affecting you? Or what's the sort of top three things or whatever it is? What's the most important thing that you can ask this person to deal with and focus on that first issue first? Um, Get advice if you need to. 
Um, sometimes there's a trade union you can go to. There are professional bodies, HR advisors, legal advice you might need to take. Check what advice you can get to help you make sure you have that best um, conversation. The next thing is to make sure you have that conversation at the right time. Um, and the right place does it need to be a formal conversation is there a process that needs to be followed or is it better that you have an informal conversation first does that take the heat out of the conversation Um, because sometimes if there's a complaint to be made and you make it really serious it blows up into something bigger when an informal conversation might actually deal with the issue and take the heat out of the situation so you've got to kind of gauge um what the right time, the right place, and the right environment is for that conversation. Um, a good thing to do is to set the scene for the conversation. So very often you can go into those conversations feeling nervous. You're not quite sure what to say. If you say to that person, like, I need to talk to you about something that's a bit difficult for me, um, and you're honest about that, they'll often be quite forgiving of you. So if you say, please bear with me, if it doesn't quite come out right, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to sort of find the right way to say it. Um, they will kind of bear with you a little bit. So if you're finding it hard to say the right thing, be honest um, about it um, and explain early what you'd like the outcome to be. So I've had an issue with um, what's happened here. I'd like to get to a resolution where this happens. Um, and so they've got a clear idea of where you want to get to and then move into the conversation. So be specific and focused. So if you've got some evidence of what's happened, bring that out nice and clearly and, and organized, but not too overwhelming. If you come with a kind of a Bible of chronological deep things and it's like a, a court case, it can sometimes be very overwhelming so try and not to sort of make it too heavy but just focused on what evidence they need to see to help you with this conversation um, if it's a disagreement look for areas where you agree first so very often you um you agree on similar things i often see this in political debates people are really angry at each other but actually they agree on similar things they want their children to have a good education they want um their um, family to be safe walking down the street um they want um their grandma to have a hip replacement without waiting 18 months you know people want basically the same thing so look for areas where you agree first and work outwards because that builds trust and collaboration in the conversation and warms you up to dealing with some of the things where you disagree and you can look for points where you might be able to agree to disagree or compromise um etc that is now that is such good advice that is such mm. good advice because we all have even yeah even someone that you are sort of has upset you or you disagree or there's something going on there will be some common ground there is something absolutely I love for sure um and then finally um if this conversation has come as a surprise to them they may need time to go away think reflect take some action you may need to give them that time equally they may respond with something that you need time to reflect on don't allow yourself to be put on the spot if you need time to kind of go away if you need time to calm down to be honest with them say I need a bit of time just to kind of um, have a breather or allow that person to have a breather be human about the whole situation um, and do those things and keep the outcome in mind throughout the conversation it doesn't need to happen in one go it can happen in a number of conversations if you need it to happen 
nice so being smart and efficient and you don't have to yeah you don't have to cover everything if it's too big too big an issue too overwhelming um Mm. this has been such a good conversation um I am going to like I said time time is slipping away from us um but yeah we just need more time to talk about this don't we (laughs) um but there is one more example but we're gonna have to wait until um we come back from a short break um so yeah let's do that and then um maybe talk about like common mistakes Um, if we have time as well so let's take a short break now um, but join us for part two welcome back for part two we hope you enjoy that short break now Loretta there is one more example that I want to squeeze in and that is asking for something that's important to you now obviously it's very important that you do this but it can be tricky it can be awkward but let's say for example you need to raise an issue that you need extra support in your team or you need extra external resources maybe you want a bit more flexibility with your work hours or your work days Um, often a real awkward one is asking for pay rises or promotions so you can see there's lots of different examples of this but what would you suggest Okay, so this is kind of an uh, important one. This is when it comes down to something that's really important to you. A bit like the complaint, you've got to focus on a single item at a time. So that keeps a person focused on what's important to you and picking your timing as well. So you want to approach someone when they're at a place they can take action on what you want them to do. Maybe it's your one-to-one with them. Maybe, you know, particularly if it's a pay rise, a great time to ask for a pay rise is after you've done some brilliant performance. Of course. Um, a bad time to ask for a pay rise is after you've, uh, you're have you about to walk out the door because lots of people think that's a great way you can kind of blackmail someone um, to, into giving you a pay rise. The problem is that causes trust issues um, longer term. It'll cause you problem longer down the line. So if you can be honest and open up front off the back of great performance, that's a great time to ask. So think about your timing and your environment. In your preparation, Think from the other person's point of view, what will be the impact from um, what you're requesting? So if you need more support, will there be a cost impact? And how might you be able to address that? Is there more people that are required? Could you help with the recruitment, for example? Um, and what would be the benefits? You know, if you get a pay rise, will you be more motivated? Will you deliver a greater service? What What will the benefits will, that there could be that that you can communicate to people, basically? So make sure you're well prepared to answer those benefits and concerns that they will have. And um, if you don't get what you want, um, yeah. which is always people's fear, and you've got to have this in your mind, never backtrack always try to move it forward so agree a time to revisit it agree a small step forward maybe you can um agree to um write a job description for a job share to see whether that might be viable maybe have a conversation with hr about the process maybe speak to offer to have a conversation with another person on your boss's behalf if that would be useful um you know but have some small action that you can move the um, the conversation forward rather than end up in the same place that where you yeah. started at the beginning. Because so this is an important thing for you. you want to avoid stalemate, don't you? Absolutely. 
Yeah, some some small win. If it was a chessboard, even if you're moving your pawn forward one step and it's not the queen winning the chessboard, um, some step forward is really um, important. And it will all come down half the time to your timing and your confidence and having that conversation. Nice, nice. So preparation is key. Right. So I feel like that's been very useful because there's lots of examples and use cases and scenarios that we've given there. And hopefully, like I said at the beginning of this episode, it's got people thinking, oh, that would actually work again in this scenario or that scenario. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, Let's move on then. And I'm guessing a lot of the time when we're dealing with conversations it's about mental preparation and you kind of it said is. that at the end of the mm. last example um so it's yeah it's mental like it's it's mentally in your brain it's coming out so I could have said that so much better but you know communication I'm going to work on that um what tips or strategies can our listeners implement maybe like before, during or after to like get in the mental zone, mentally prepare? Okay, so the first thing is to bear in mind that the fear is often worse than the actual thing happening. Um, Actually, you know, you can lose sleep over having a a difficult conversation that's coming up. But once you've had the conversation, usually it goes much better um, then you think it's going to happen. It's actually actually a relief to have it happen. So the sooner you can have that conversation and prepare and have it go well, the better. So don't let the fear hold you back. That's number one, very important. Because um, the fear can lead to you kind of um, delaying, putting off the conversation. And delay is like a kind of huge issue because delay can lead to you getting found out about something or um, going beyond the point where you can do something about something. So don't let the fear hold you back. Um, nice. Take control and believe in yourself. Um, the second you'll be pleased to hear is about mindset. Um, <laughs> so it comes down to believing you are worth it. Um, in a conversation. So you have value to offer. Um, when, when you come into a, um, you know, a difficult conversation about performance or whatever, you're not a bad person. You're not bad because something's gone wrong. You have value to offer. You're in your position for a reason. You've been recruited to do what you've, you're doing for a reason. Um, and something we're really passionate about over at Originers is that we're all originals. So your unique combination of skills, experiences, approaches, your personality, your style, your way of doing things, all those things add up to create your personal value and you must believe in yourself nice yeah so and never go away from a bad conversation a conversation doesn't go well and someone says some horrible things never lose that belief in yourself yeah you know some some other people aren't very good at having bad conversations and it's easily uh, really easy to take responsibility from someone else's inability to be able to have bad conversations That is so true. And ultimately, you can't control everything. There are uncontrollables. And like you said, even if you are prepared, you feel good, you know what you're going in with when you're having a conversation, it could go wrong, but that's not a reflection on you. Mm. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I suppose if a conversation hopefully let's be positive mindset about this and with all the tips and strategies it goes well but I Mm. suppose 
when it doesn't go so well, I suppose there's just things that you need to do to look after yourself, isn't there? So what can you do to um, make yourself feel better? What's something that will bring you positive energy, I suppose? Yeah, um, I well, I find in that situation, and I do this a lot because I have to have, I, you know, I help people a lot with difficult conversations. And inevitably, I've worked on a lot of change communication programs that involve a lot of difficult conversations. I find journaling helpful okay. um, because it helps me unpick what happened. It helps me get the emotions out onto the page and out the way and then focus on, okay, what happened in the situation and what can I learn from it? And it's really easy to shame ourselves, to feel I'm a bad person because this conversation went badly when actually it's just a conversation that went badly. You're not a bad person because a conversation went badly. So what you then need to focus on is why did that conversation go badly and unpick that so you can learn from that another time. And worst case scenario, you have to go back to someone and apologize for why it went badly. Or you have to go to someone and say, hang on a minute, I had that conversation with you yesterday and actually I wasn't very happy with the way you spoke to me. It made me feel this way, or I felt this way in response to how you felt about it. And I wouldn't um, like you to speak to me that way in the future. And you know, you hold them to account. Um, but the journaling will help you take the emotion out of it so you can understand what went wrong. So you can then figure out what's the next best step for you to take. And only when you have got the emotion out, is it then appropriate to then to approach someone else and decide what to do? Because if you try to talk to people when you're angry and emotional, it's so easy to say the wrong thing. And I've got this analogy I use with the children with regards to toothpaste. So if you squeeze toothpaste out of the tube, all this toothpaste out the tube is squeezing yeah. really, really hard and it's all come out. Yeah. You cannot get it back in. You cannot, you can scoop it, you can try, you cannot get the toothpaste back in the tube. And that's like your words. Nice. And when you're angry and emotional, it's like squeezing toothpaste out of a tube. You, things come out of you that you don't intend, that you don't mean, that don't come out in the best way. Um, and you can't get them back in ever again. Um, and so it's best to let that feeling pass before you pick things up and yeah. and deal with them and give yourself that space and forgive yourself. Yeah, I love that. And I suppose it sort of feeds into being self-aware and sort of, okay, checking in with your emotions and being like, okay, what do I need to do to get rid of this emotion or deal with this emotion? And yeah, and then only revisit or have the hard conversations that you need to when you're in a in a safe space I suppose or when you're in a calm space or in a measured space where you can yeah talk about it without emotions getting in the way Loretta Mm. this has been such a great episode and I'm very sad to say but we are running out of time but there is a few questions that I'm going to squeeze in because we do these questions with all of our guests. So okay. I need to do them with you. Uh, so the first one I'd like to squeeze in is what would you like listeners to take away from today's episode? So the main takeaway. I'd like to believe that um, difficult conversations are important. They're, they're not something to run away from. 
Um, and the more you, you face up to them with some good preparation and following some of the tips we've covered today, the more confident you'll feel having them. And that confidence in turn will help you feel more confident having future um, difficult conversations. So never run from them, always face them um, and they will generally go better. Practice makes perfect. It does indeed. Or hang on, I have heard practice makes progress. There we go. That's the yes. saying. That's the saying. Yes. The practice makes perfect is the one that I go to, but then I I always think, ah, oh, there's a more updated and a better version of that one. <laughs> yeah. Practice makes progress. I like because life's a journey and we're all tweaking ourselves as we go along. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Wonderful. Best career advice you ever received? Well, the the best career advice I've received is um, around your personal visibility. Because years ago, you used to, um, uh, people used to be in careers for like 40 years, something like that. You didn't have to worry about your personal visibility. You know, your progress in life was based on how many years you'd been in a position in a business or whatever now it matters more than ever because the visibility and trust that you build up with people is so important if people know like and trust you it makes everything easier when there's a difficult conversation to be had for example if people already know like and trust you they're already um more forgiven of you more understanding they're expecting um the the best of you and I feel so passionate about it I've actually got um, a free ebook um, that's available on the originers website that people can download if they're interested that will help people work on that that's based on lots of the advice that I've picked up around um, doing that so people can improve their visibility and make all their conversations in life just a bit easier amazing well we'll make yeah. sure I can add a link up to that in the show notes of this episode so mm. yeah that sounds like an incredible valuable resource just like this podcast episode has been and last one that I'm going to squeeze in um who would you recommend that our listeners follow that one person because they inspire you well I've um been on holiday recently and when I'm on holiday I love reading a book um in fact I read two books but one was particularly good and it was called speak up um, by Megan Rates and John Higgins. And um, Megan Rates has actually got a TEDx talk as well that kind of goes alongside it. But Speak Up the Book is all about how to say what needs to be said and hear what needs to be heard. And it's an absolutely brilliant book. If you've got powerful, intimidating leaders in your environment who you have to kind of size up to to have conversations, or you work in um, environments where they're, they're really quite political, and it's hard to kind of figure out the right thing to say. Um, I really recommend um, following them and uh, reading the book as well. It's quite a small book, actually. Yeah. Um, they've got a, a framework in there called the Truth Framework. Really simple. And it's handy to have in mind when you want to kind of speak up about something that is important to you. Amazing. Amazing. I feel like you've just been full of such wonderful golden nuggets today, Loretta. So thank you. You're welcome. That book will link to in the show notes as well. So basically, just go and check out the show notes because that's where you'll find everything. Loretta, if people want to find you and 
carry on the conversation or ask you some questions where can they find you they can find me over on the originers website i'm also very active on linkedin and instagram and twitter nice so on various other channels but they're kind of my favorites if i'm honest <laughs> nice nice yeah uh, so again i'm going to sound like a broken record but we'll pop all of those links in the show notes so you can follow loretta and see what she what loretta is posting ask questions and carry on the conversation well this has been amazing thank you so so much so valuable so thank you Loretta you're welcome it's been great to have a conversation with you today (laughs) that wasn't hard um and just a reminder that yes uh what I was saying earlier in the beginning of the podcast if you do like what me and Tasman are doing and you enjoy the podcast episodes that we create Go to our Buy Me A Coffee page and give us a one-off donation. Thank you very much. The link is in our show notes. And share, right? So at the end of this episode, you're probably thinking, crikey, I need everyone to know about this conversation that I've listened to. But of such actionable tips. So yeah, find the link to this episode and share it with them, whether that's in person, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, however you can share it. Right, shall we say goodbye? And take care, everyone. And until next time.